0: What is going on, Sixers Nation? Welcome on into this Sixers versus Toronto Raptors playoff preview. We're going to be looking at this round one match between both of these Eastern Conference foes. This is an exciting one, and I've been in the, the city for the past couple of days. The excitement is here. Uh, I, I know that there's been some skepticism towards the end of the season, and we all know the ups and downs with the Sixers team, Doc Rivers, James Harden, is James actually back? Is Joel win MVP? We've had all these question marks, but that's all over because now it is go time. We're in the playoffs. It all starts tomorrow night down at the center, South Philly, Sixers versus Raptors for game one. And, and I expect it to be rocking as well. But look, it, it the, these two teams, when they face off, and obviously we remember the last time these two faced off in the playoffs at heartbreaking game seven in Toronto. But these are two hard fall teams. These are guys who now, you know, obviously we'll talk about the Siakam versus Embiid matchup, but these are guys who it feels very like the NBA throughout its time. And what I mean by that, those har- those little rivalries that we do not know about, those matchups where it's gr- it's it's gritty, it's grinding. That's what it's going to be like for se- for the best of seven. We'll talk about my predictions of how many games this will be, but. I'm excited for this one, guys. Four-seed Sixers, five-seed Raptors. Let's get straight to it. Obviously, the 2019 semifinals is what we just discussed. And it's funny because both of these teams, I feel like, have gone in interesting trajectories. I really felt like for Toronto, following that miraculous run, they win the NBA Finals. I really felt like they were going to regress, and they were going to be bad for a decade. But Nick Nurse and this organization has done a good job of keeping the Raptors afloat, have drafted really well, have developed, and have created a culture, and they built the team around this culture. You even look at this past NBA draft. Last year was a down year for the Toronto Raptors, but that worked into their favor, and they have the fifth overall pick. And instead of selecting Jalen Suggs, who was probably the pick that everyone expected them to get, they wound up getting Scottie Barnes, who fit what they're trying to do a lot better than what Jalen Suggs would have uh, scrubs would have done for the Toronto Raptors. And that's the whole Toronto mentality that they've had over the past couple of years with Nick nurse in charge. That's the reason why they are back in situation now with a good opportunity to upset us. I mean, it, it, this is if there is one upset in the first round, and this is honestly, these two teams are closer than we will anticipate. We'll, we'll break that down throughout this preview, but this is definitely going to be a tough one. Of course, for the Sixers, it's been an, it's been an up and down road as well. Following that 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 uh that loss to Toronto Raptors, obviously we lose Jimmy Butler, JJ Redick. They're off. We remember the 2020 season, the Al for josh Richardson lineup. Oh, my God, that was horrible. Then Daryl Morey comes in, fixes it up, gets – he's pretty much swaps Al for Danny Green. We we swapped Josh just for Seth Curry. Number one seed, best defense in the league, Joel Embiid, MVP-type season, Ben Simmons, Defensive Player of the Year, and then, of course, the Atlanta series which we obviously do not need to discuss, but it's obviously going to be in the back of our minds as we are into these playoffs. What's going on? We got Facebook. We got YouTube. DSM Media is in the building as well. We got Twitter in here too. We got TikTok. What is going on, everybody? This is the Sixers versus the Raptors game preview. We're previewing the series uh, for both of these squads in round one. So, of course, I'm putting in the link in the chat. We'll allow some of you guys to come on in a little bit later into the preview show. You guys can come on in. And give us your thoughts, your predictions, your feelings towards the Sixers heading into these playoff series. Of course, TikTok, if you guys want to discuss Sixers versus Raptors, we welcome all NBA fans. If you guys want to give us a couple thoughts of your NBA team, come on in here. YouTube link is in my bio. Swing on over here, copy and paste, and wait backstage, and we'll get you guys on here, and we'll get your guys' thoughts as well. All right, so when we look at this matchup, what happened in the regular season, obviously both of these sides met four times this season. Two at home, two away for the Sixers, uh, or I should say two in Philly, two in Toronto. First matchup we saw, obviously, on November 11th. That was the 115-109 matchup, and that was very really early on in the season. You had no Joel B. Tyrese Maxey went off alongside uh, Fred VanVleet, who I believe at the time, um, Gary Trent Jr. also went off, and I'm blanking on the other other player, but they, they squeaked one out. That was a game where the Sixers really took control in the second and third quarters and unfortunately fell out of that and that one. What uh, a good performance without Joel Embiid. We move on to December 28th, a 114-109 victory for the Philadelphia 76ers. That would be the only victory against the Toronto Raptors for the, the 76ers. And that was the, uh, quite honestly, it was the Cameroon Derby. It was Joel Embiid versus Pascal Siakam. Joel Embiid got the best of Pascal on that day. And that really helped the Sixers get the dub there. Of course, in 2022, the first matchup in the year 2022, you had the March 20th matchup, a 93-88 victory over the Toronto Raptors. This was a big matchup because it was the first debut, first game for James Harden as a member of the Philadelphia 76ers against those Raptors. And we all remember how the Sixers, pretty much the mantra in that game, the one one term, one sentence you could say from that game is the Sixers got outwork. Through four quarters, the Sixers got outworked. We know the blown lead that they had. We know James Harden did not show show up in that fourth quarter as well. Sixers blew another lead. That was a narrative for a lot of games throughout the the final stretch of the regular season. And the Raptors were able to uh, to win in a low-scoring game, 93-88. That one was in Philadelphia. These two met up two weeks later on April 7th. 2022 a 119 to 114 victory for the Toronto Raptors giving them the series win in the regular season and yeah another blown lead <laughs> this one had another blown lead uh in Toronto this time um this was the Siakam domination he had a triple double putting up 37 points um and again James Harden showing um not showing up in that one uh and and that was the victory for the Toronto Raptors uh short in the fourth quarter has been the narrative going into that but look this is the Toronto Raptors we know these guys very well we have been battling with these with these with these goons for the last three years four years it feels like and this is a challenge this is the one of the most challenging matchups for the Sixers but I will say all these matchups would be very challenging for the Philadelphia 76ers you know I'm, I'm hearing everyone you know discussing how we have the better uh, road to the NBA finals when if we beat this, if we beat the Raptors, then you'd have to face off against the Heat. Uh, unless you want to go on the other side, you have to face off against the Nets and Bucks. Look, the Raptors face they bring their own set of challenges. And when you look at the starting lineup of Pascal Siakam, Chris Boucher, uh, Scotty Barnes, Gary Trent Jr., and Fred Van Vliet, that is possibly what the starting lineup will look like for the Toronto Raptors in that game. And then off the bench, you got Thad Young. Ah, uh, you have Precious Achua and of course, OG Anunobi, who will be also ready for the playoffs. It's a big boost for the Toronto Raptors to get some some length and some scoring from from uh, from the wing there with OG coming back. But we know Toronto with the they they there's three main things that this Toronto Raptors team has that really sticks out to you. Number one, the athleticism that these guys have for with guys on the wing like OG, like I mentioned, Scotty Barnes, Pascal Siakam. Uh, then you have Gary Trent Jr as well, who's obviously on the shorter side, but also brings that Chris Boucher. the dude is the dude has the size uh, uh, or when I mean size, he's as tall as, as a center, but he's got he's skinny enough and he's got enough athleticism and he drains threes. He is such a mismatch when you think about it, especially in the front court. And that is really how the Raptors do a lot of their damage. They control the pace of the game. they love the the fast breaks. And they are good on the defensive side of the court. We this is going to be one where you're going to have to make some shots to help yourself out, but you're also and with making those shots, controlling the pace of the game. I'm really intrigued, though. However, despite some of these wing, these lethal wing players that they do have, I'm really curious to see this backcourt matchup between both sides. So obviously, the Toronto Raptors present a challenge with Fred Van VanVleet and Gary Trent Jr., two guys who are able to make their own shots. space out the court as well and both can run an offense you will see both running the point at times throughout this whole entire series and the issue being not Tyrese Maxey as we all know this what else can we say about Tyrese I absolutely love this kid and he's brought uh, he's brought another uh, aspect to the Sixers offense but James Harden is really my concern because defensively we know his liability as a one-on-one defender And, you know, sometimes his effort is lacking with James Harden on the defensive side. But it's going to be interesting to see this matchup going on for through uh, this best of seven series. And I would definitely say that if we get the James Harden of the regular season, then this matchup is definitely on the side of the Toronto Raptors. But the other matchup that we're all going to be looking at, it's, it's the Cameroon boys. It's the golden boys from Cameroon. It's Joel Embiid versus Pascal Siakam. These two have nothing but the utmost respect for one another. Being able to not only represent the continent, but to be able to represent their home nation, Cameroon, that alone brings so much pride for one another. But it is go time for both of these two. And and it's crazy because two, back in 2019, these two were essentially pups. And to where they're at right now obviously Pascal Siakam has taken farther steps in my opinion than what Joel Embiid has Joel Embiid back in 2019 was still a dominating player a top 10 dominating player now he's a top three whereas Pascal Siakam has put himself into that top 10 range there and it's going to be a fun matchup because you're going to see a lot of Pascal going up against Joel Embiid especially Toronto if the Toronto Raptors starting lineup is healthy what I mentioned earlier is probably what you're going to see. So you're going to see a lot of Siakam versus Joel Embiid. However, though, look, we know that Joel versus Pascal one-on-one, Joel's going to dominate him. For most of the game, he's going to dominate him. And they're going to throw a lot of that double team. And that's going to be one of the key factors. When you, when I see this Toronto Raptors team play, especially when they play against us, they don't have a player that can shut down Joel Embiid one-on-one. They have guys who can shut down James Harden. But when it comes to Joel There's nothing they can do. So you're going to see a lot of doubles. You're going to see a lot of triple teams. And this is where it's up to not only the Philadelphia 76ers, but no, I'm sorry. Yeah, not only the Philadelphia 76ers, but also Joel Embiid to maneuver around those double and triple teams. When you see that double or that triple team coming to Joel Embiid, that means someone is open. Off ball is going to be so important going up against the Toronto Raptors. You see Joel getting a double and you guys need to start moving. Guys need to go into those open spaces and be visible for Joel Embiid to make a play to you. and That is going to be so important. that That is how the Toronto, in the three wins, well, let's say the two wins, because obviously the first game this season, Joel Embiid was not available for that one. But in those two games, the Toronto Raptors did a solid job of, of I wouldn't say stopping, because you're not going to stop Joel Embiid, but kind of slowing him down. And obviously... There, we don't have to iterate this, but when this when the Sixers are when Doc Rivers takes out Joel Embiid for lengthy moments of games, of crucial moments of games, Toronto's definitely going to attack that as well. But the double team is going to be big how to see how the Sixers kind of neutralize that for the Toronto Raptors, because you know they're going to want to do if they can't do anything else. And that means guys are got to get open. Guys are going to have to knock down those shots as well. And we'll discuss who's going to be um, in that that uh, cast of characters who's going to help out with that as well. But besides Joel Embiid, the one player we're all looking at, and the, a lot of the question marks are going to, is James Harden. What, James Harden, are we going to get? And it's very ironic that before I, I, I hopped on here to record the preview, writing down my notes, I had my girlfriend's brother with me. We were just chopping it up and talking. He throws me a graphic from... A Houston Rockets series back a couple of years ago, I forget the opponent, but James Harden put up 50 points. And I think the next the second leading score was had 19 points. Might have been Trevor Reese. Either way. He was four of 20 from the three-point line. All most of his points came from the free throw. And this is like no secret. We all know this. Like this is something we have seen throughout James Harden's time with the Philadelphia 76ers. But we need spacing in this series. And considering what Toronto's going to be doing to Joel Embiid you're going to need guys to knock down some open shots. James has had opportunities to knock down open shots throughout this time period with the Philadelphia 76ers. We do know he's been hot and cold as a shooter as well. But James needs to take his game to another level in order for the Philadelphia 76ers to, to move on and to make a run here in the in the playoffs. We know how, how thin this team is, and we'll get to the bench in a second. But James is an important piece to this team. Is James going to be able to get to the rack. We've seen, and even the Toronto Raptors did this on pick and rolls on switches, James Harden would get one-on-one on on a center, on a precious Achua, on a Isaiah Stewart type, and he would get stalled right there. In the past, James had had quickness and that quick burst of speed. He was able to get to the rack even if he had a center on him, and he would get past most guards or most defenders. And right in the regular season, from what we saw, we didn't see that. I don't know what to believe. Is it that he was waiting for the playoffs to kind of go off? Possibly. That's hard for me to, 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 to make it that the reason, make that the reason. But whatever it is, we need James the Beard, where my beard's at, where my beard's at, Harden out here to come in and ball out. It, 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 we just need that. We flat out need that. What do we expect from this bench? Obviously, we just discussed Joel and James and how important they are, obviously, to this offense. But the reason why their roles are increased is because we know this bench is not 11 deep like Doc Rivers told us it was. And what is this rotation going to look like? Obviously, we know that George's Niang is going to get a majority of the minutes as a sixth man. And after that, what is it going to be? Shake Millen showed a little bit, and I would expect him to get some minutes in the series as a backup guard. And I don't know what to expect from Shake. I mean, Shake last year he had what, like an 18-point game against the Wizards in that first round. They really do much against the Hawks, so really can't expect too much from Shake Milton. But the backup center position is very interesting as well. We all have heard Doc Rivers's gripe: we're not having any victory tours, any victory parades for Paul Reed. But we also, as a fan base and as 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 uh, as people who watch basketball, know DeAndre Jordan is not good enough as a backup center, especially in a playoff situation and in a playoff series like this. I don't care about DeAndre Jordan's experience. I don't care about the the relationship you have with him, Doc Rivers. He can't cut it. You need athleticism. You're about to go up against a young athletic basketball team. DeAndre Jordan can't even out-rebound Thaddeus Young. We talked about that third game in Philadelphia where you allowed the Toronto Raptors to come back on you you had 20, you got out offensive rebounded. You got out rebounded by like 11, but 20 offensive rebounds for the Toronto Raptors to the Philadelphia 76ers, five offensive rebounds. That is not going to cut it. Now, I'm not saying you're giving Paul Reed 12, 15 minutes in this game, but what I've discussed before, I personally don't want to play Joel Embiid 40 minutes, and you're probably going to be forced to do that, but you also have to manage those minutes the right way as well. But I don't understand why we can't divide five minutes for DeAndre, five minutes for Paul Reed, and then that way you play Joel Embiid 30-plus minutes, a little less than 40. And you don't have a Joel Embiid in the fourth quarter literally with his tongue out trying to grab boards, trying to make tough shot after tough shot, and trying to be Superman. But the rotation, how Doc manages it, is going to be so important. Why don't we talk about Doc Rivers? How about that, guys? Because when I look at this matchup, guys, this series is really up to Doc Rivers. I truly believe we can win this series. This is closer than what many people think. I see a lot of love. Obviously, we saw what Shaq said. Sixers are going to sweep. And I think that's going to be really tough for the Sixers to sweep this this tough Toronto Raptors team. But the one thing that is holding me from saying the Sixers are going to win this convincingly is Doc Rivers, because I do think that in a lot of aspects, the Sixers are better than the, the, than the Toronto Raptors. I don't think that we have the same death as Toronto. I also don't think we have a better coach. I think that Nick Nurse at the moment is a better coach. Just look at what he has done with the Toronto Raptors team. Like we mentioned at the top of this, three years ago, these guys were at the top of the basketball world, and then we all thought that because Kawhi Leonard left for the Clippers that they were done. A lot of what to, Toronto's consistency right now is due to Nick Nurse. The way he's able to inst, instill a new philosophy from, from what they had that season. A little bit. This is a little, t- a, little t- a tad bit different. But get these young kids ready and developed. O.J. Anuobi, Chris Boucher, Fred Van VanVleet, Pascal Siakam. These are all still very young players, and they are playing three, four, five years ahead of what they actually are. And to me, Doc Rivers is a big concern. He's so stubborn. I do think he's a little stuck in his ways. We've heard all the gripe from new players, former players. I mean, you here George Niang talking about how practices our country is like a country club. You have Paul George, Josh Smith, Travis Mann, a lot of players coming out in, 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 in just gripe and in just displeasure of Doc Rivers. And I, and I don't we're not going to get to what happens if the Sixers lose what happens to Doc Rivers. We're, we're, there's a time and place for that. But for right now, Doc Rivers needs to manage this game better. I like that he trusts his guys. I like that he gives his players a lot of trust. But right now, Doc, you need to be you need to be stern. you need to be strict. We need you to coach the way we know you can. Manage the rotation the right way. In, a crew, in the beginning of the fourth quarter with, a, with if the Toronto Raptors are coming through. And listen, this Toronto Raptors team, it, we talked about it before. This is like going up against the New York Islanders. This is like going up against the Miami Marlins. There we said, we talked about it last night. You need to play 48 minutes of basketball, consistent basketball. Just because you have a 20-point lead heading into halftime, that does not mean you take the foot off the gas pedal in the second half. No, you keep put, punching it down the throat. Because if you don't, the Toronto Raptors are going to bite you right in the fucking ass. I think this series really, obviously players play. And if they don't show up, obviously that's on them. But to me, the the biggest factor is Doc Rivers. Will Doc Rivers manage this game the right way? Because if not, it's going to be another long offseason, ladies and gentlemen. Another long offseason. Um, Matisse Thybulle wanted to mention real quick because his impact not being in the game is going to be big as well. When you consider what Toronto, the Toronto Raptors bring with their athleticism and length and pace, Matisse is the one player that can match that. With alongside uh, Tyrese Max, especially when you're talking about transition O and D, Matisse Thybulle big for that. So these first two games, it's going to be really big to get the most out of him because in game three and four, you're going to have to come up with a new game plan, some sort of more of an offensive oriented type of game plan. And that's going to really hurt the Philadelphia 76ers, but you can't dwell on that. We have to figure this out. We have to find a game plan. And I'm sure that Doc Rivers has spent this time trying to figure out how to play without Matisse the and we'll we'll see how how that impact is in Game Three and Game Four. But I do anticipate that Game One and Game Two you'll have the usual starting lineup with Ty, with with James, Tyrese, Matisse Thibault, Tobias Harris, and um, Joel Embiid. And once Matisse once Matisse out because of COVID in Game Three or, or or I should say the vaccination in Game Three or Four, I see Danny Green taking a spot in the starting lineup uh, at that at the three roll So that's probably what it's going to be. And and then at that point, your bench is going to be pretty thin. You might see some minutes for Furkan Moss in game three and four. I know a lot of people uh, started cringing here and that, but you might have to see that. It's a possibility. I don't think that affects Paul Reed getting in the game whatsoever. But I do think that during game three and four, just to find some sort of wank, well, wank, what the heck is a wank? Wing production, you're going to try to run out there uh for can't quirk must and we'll see what he can do there but oh boy it should it should be interesting again the sixers match the raptors intensity that's going to be the question for sure guys definitely what do you guys got to say i know i've been rambling a lot we wanted to get you guys everything we needed to know for this game Uh, let me answer some of these comments questions we got some people already in backstage if you guys want to come on in and let us know how you're feeling about the game definitely come on in and let us know link is back in the chat come on in guys what's up Knights fan what's happening brother uh we got bubba in there spamming away what's up bubba how you feeling brother god bless man Nets suck (laughs) what's happening uh mc flitch how far do i think the 76 will go uh i mean look realistically it's it's tough to tell any anything can happen in the nba playoffs you just got to get hot at the right time, and it starts here with this Raptors series. I think right now, my the the ceiling for this team is Eastern Conference Finals. I don't know if the Sixers, with what they have, they're listen, Joel, James, Tyrese, and Tobias that they can go off. That is not far fetched to think they can go off in these playoffs and kind of carry this team. But we're talking Eastern Conference Finals. You're talking two round, three rounds of of hardcore Eastern Conference NBA basketball. I think it would be really tough for the Sixers to move on with what they have past the Eastern Conference Finals. But that, to me, if they make the Eastern Conference Finals, this season is a success. Just considering everything they have gone through with the Benson and shenanigans to trying to implement James Harden. It'll make the all-season very interesting, that's for sure. But I do think that they are... um, I think they can make the Eastern Conference Finals. Jaden Cavs are underrated. I think they're going to take the L tonight. I'm sorry, man. Uh, soccer, Tim, going to watch soccer, Tim. We will actually record the Union match. Um, obviously it's playoffs, so my eyes are going to be on the Sixers tomorrow. But that doesn't mean I won't be watching the Union. I'll have, I'll have, I'll, I'll keep an eye on the Union, especially during commercial breaks and here and there when there's a, a big, big play going on. But I'll probably be watching the Union after Sixers game recap. Um, and we ha- will have the Union game recap on Sunday morning. Uh, once I get all the Sixers stuff out of the way, but it's going to be a busy weekend for Philly sports. You also got the Phillies, and of course, you still got the Flyers hanging around, ladies and gentlemen. I know no one wants to talk about that. Sixers and seven. What's up, Trending in the AM? Make sure you guys are checking out Trending in the AM. Danny Green, the unsung X-Factor of this series. brings He brings veteran leadership. He brings an High IQ when it comes to defense, he's, still not, he's not the athletic guy he once was, so he will be a defensive liability at times with some of those younger, uh, quicker players. But I would definitely agree. He needs to step up. He can't disappear like he did in the regular season. That is fine. The regular season is what it is. But playoff time, we need you, man. Give us one last hurrah, Danny. What's up, Ryan? Sixers and six. Let's get it. Let's get it. If Doc—if Dockers can focus a better rotation, smart identity, and calls up, plays and play and plays a competitive game. We'll win. Yeah, yeah, Ryan, you knocked it out the park, bro. That's that's true, man. That's absolutely true. All right, guys, let's start going backstage. Start bringing some of you guys on. Let's uh again, guys, if you guys want to come on in, just hit, just copy paste that link. Backstage is currently open. Let's start off with our guy. We got Katahat here. What's in- up, Game Freak or Sixers preview? I'm sorry. What's going on, brother?
1: I mean, this series is going to come down to three different factors, in my opinion. It's Doc Rivers, Joel Embiid, and James Harden. If they are all at their best, it doesn't matter who the Sixers play. I think they can win the championship if they are all on the right page and doing the right thing. If one of those waivers, I don't know.
0: Yeah, i I completely agree I mean listen it really comes it really does come down to those big three because you know I do think that Maxi and Tobias will show up in this series and I think both of those two know what their roles are and you know Joel is gonna do Joel things and we do know that one thing I will say what I'm worried about Joel and <clears throat> let's say the Raptors start going on a run Joel or no and no one is making shots every it's one of those moments where we just can't knock in a shot. Does Joel Embiid start going to Superman mode? We've seen that before. We saw it last year in the playoffs against the Hawks, and that's when Joel starts taking just bad shots, and that's when it, it that actually starts killing us because you're yeah. just take now you're just killing uh, possessions there. And of course, Doc, you like I just mentioned to me, he's the biggest question mark for this series. If he does not, if he does not show up, man, and, and stop being stubborn, stop being an idiot, stop mismanaging the rotation. He is really the one that I feel like is going to be, if we lose a series, I think it's going to be all more on doc than anything else.
1: Yeah, I would agree. I mean, you're going to have to, he's going to have to determine, okay, if James is cold right now, he's got to put Maxi in there more or, or tell Maxie you're running point. If James can't, if James is missing shots, it's not going to look very good out there. I yeah. think James Harden is a big X factor in the series because, I, I feel pretty confident in Joel Embiid. I think Joel Embiid's the best player in the game, and he's going to do Joel Embiid things. I agree. But it's that second tier is Maxi going to show up with Harden? Is Tobias going to show up? Those are the guys that will win or lose the series.
0: I agree, man. I agree. Joel, listen, he's he wants this, and I'm. That's why I think we. I mean, I think we can all agree. I, I hope at this point, let's not get the MVP because we want him to go into these playoffs. Super motivated with that chip on his shoulder, and go through this year, and go through these, go through the Eastern Conference, and just go on an absolute tear. Um, I, I, I'm really excited for what Joel Embiid is about to put up. And for once, look, he's going into this playoffs healthy. He said he says right now he's he feels his bet, he feels like he's the, in the best shape of his career. There's no pressure. I mean, there is a little bit of pressure, but that's really on that's from the Philly fans, not really from the NBA. Last year, number one seed. They looked really, really good in the in the regular season, um, and so last year the pl- the pressure was at, was surmountable. This year, don't really feel the same way. And I think the Sixers are just can go out there, play basketball, play Sixers basketball, and just take care of business, man. I'm ex- I'm excited, man.
1: Yeah, I'm with you. I mean, this this will really define James Harden's career if they're it's able true, to make it to the Eastern Conference Finals, maybe even further. Yeah. There's a good chance James comes back. If not, I don't know. I mean, I don't see giving him a max contract after what he did in the regular season. He did not look that good. Yeah, no. And same with Doc. If Doc if Doc doesn't make it to the Eastern Conference Finals, he's gone. He might be gone anyway, but
0: he's gone if he doesn't make it. Yeah, you you really bring up a really good point. Now he's had a James when it comes to James Harden. James has had a small sample size with the Sixers and with the Brooklyn Nets. But now this is three teams where he can't succeed in the playoffs. And obviously, last year for Brooklyn against Milwaukee, he was battling that hamstring injury, which is unfair. Yeah, but I mean you weren't there. You know, that, that yeah. definitely does hinder on you. Obviously, we know all the the mishaps that Houston had in the playoffs. And then now with the Philadelphia 76ers, you have Probably one of the most dominant players he's ever played with. Maybe Kevin Durant. Maybe. But Joel Embiid, one of the most dominant players he's ever played with. He is the starting. This is his team. Like, he doesn't have Kyrie. He doesn't have Kevin Durant. It's him and Joel. And yet, he can't get past it? That's going to be big. One thing I will say too, if we get to game seven, I'm going to be shitting bricks because I do know, we all know, Doc Rivers and game seven do not go together. Okay. So it's like, it's like Kata Hot and and Hops. All right. It it doesn't, it doesn't go well, man. (laughs) Come on. (laughs) Come
1: on. At least I can control that.
0: (laughs) Doc can too. Don't be an idiot. (laughs) Let's get out of game seven, man. Let's not even get to game seven. Give me give me your people. prediction before before we hop off here, man.
1: Um, I think it's going to be a very close series. It can go either way, um, but I, I think it's going to be Sixers and six. I think they have it. Uh, they're they're a better team, and I think it will show in the playoffs.
0: Absolutely, man. Absolutely. Well, kind of. What, what, how about you say we get off and uh, we can do this Phillies uh, game preview today? How about it? Perfect. Let's go. Let's do it. All right. Let me shut this down. Appreciate you. Kadaha checking on in. Like I mentioned in about a couple minutes, as soon as we're done here, we'll be doing the Phillies game preview game two to, uh, tonight against the Miami Marlins. Let me finish answering some of these questions. Let me give you my predictions and we're going to be out of here. Peter, you are going to have to start the series 2-0 and or the Sixers will probably lose the series due to the availability of Matisse Thibel. Peter, I appreciate this comment. It's a very good point you bring up here. Now, I, don't, I, I wouldn't say that it is over. If you do not Go into Toronto for game three and it's not 2 0, I don't think it is over. Anything can happen, especially in the playoffs. However, though, I do agree with Peter that if you go into Toronto game three, 2 0, I feel really, really good of getting the job done. uh And, and I, I definitely think that it would definitely help, but it is not the end all be all. And I'll also say this too if you can get through one performance where either James, Tyrese, or Tobias go off, let's say a 30 plus point game, and Joel only has to have three monster games to get the series win. I like that. I think we'll go win in less than seven games if that's the case. If we get one game, we're either Harden, Tobias, or Maxi go off. We will win this game and le- we'll win the series in less than seven. How about that, guys? Isaiah Joe might have to defend Pascal Siakam. Uh, Ryan. Now it's Isaiah Joe's not even gonna see the court. I'm sorry, brother. I'm sorry, <laughs> docker is a pump. Verkey, Verkey, Uh, in game three and four, not the first and second game for Isaiah Joe. Um, I see, Ryan. I don't think that Isaiah will even see some time in game three. It would surprise me, unless obviously we're blowing him out. Um, that'd be a different story. But I just don't see Isaiah Joe getting in this game, especially if if, if Paul. Listen, you imagine if Paul Reed gets in the game before Isaiah Joe, dude. We're gonna find. Doc Rivers, man. We're gonna find them. <laughs> so let's put it that way. Uh, Cook, what's going on? My worries are what Harden we getting in the playoffs. That's a good point. Like we mentioned, man. We we what what team is that, man? We got a Clippers fan in the chat. That's what's up, man. I met Maxi and Doc yesterday. The blue Co- Oh, that's what's up, dude. I would love I dude. I need to go to a blue coats game, man. That's, those are probably really fun. Awesome stuff. What's up, Philly fan? I appreciate that, man. It's really cool. We met Joel Embiid. I'm sure you I'm sure he's a great dude uh let me see here all right let me answer two more because we do have to hop off and do philly's game uh game preview uh what bench role players free agency oh come on dude we're not we're, we can't get to Is that mike mike Givens? mike Givens asking season questions what the heck happy friday happy friday i love fried eggs got go calves what's going on what's up what's happening Dude, I wish I had some coffee, man. Anybody got some coffee for me, that'd be great because we're about to do back-to-back-to-back. All right, guys, so part one of our lives is going to commend here. Sixers, Raptors, round one playoff preview. Thank you so much for hanging on in. Stay tuned, guys, in about a couple minutes. Like I just said, we're going to do our Phillies game preview for tonight's game two matchup against the Miami Marlins. Hopefully the Phillies can bounce back. And then after that, we're going to be doing our Union versus Toronto FC match preview for Saturday, Beat Toronto Day. So make sure you guys stay tuned, sit tight. We're going to be back in just a second, and we're going to bring it all to you. Thank you so much for tuning in on, guys. Make sure you guys hit the like button and subscribe to join on in this family. And, of course, make sure you subscribe to OIN Philly Sports for every stream podcast for all of your podcasting needs. Ladies and gentlemen, I go by the name of El Parcero Philly, and I'm telling you guys. Let's go Sixers. Sixers at six!